Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All of one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Get everything you need for your holiday meal at Whole Foods Market. Right now, you'll find Animal Welfare Certified Rib Roast on sale. It's a deliciously crowd-pleasing centerpiece. Plus, save on spiral sliced ham, bone-in lamb, and seasonal produce like sweet potatoes and honey crisp apples. For ready-to-eat sides, head to the prepared food section. Done. And remember that Whole Foods Market caters. Order gourmet catering at shop.wfm.com. Bring the holiday magic with Whole Foods Market. I've always had this thought in my mind of like, you need to lose weight or you're never going to be good enough. And so because I had this assumption about myself that I had to lose weight because I was never going to be good enough if I didn't lose the weight, every waking moment was spent thinking about food. I was obsessed with food for years, probably like four or five years. And the feeling is really strange. If you've ever dealt with this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's always on your mind. And I don't know if it's a search for control or a stress response. I know it stemmed from the way that I viewed myself physically because I felt like I always had things that I needed to change about my body and I was always so obsessed with the way that I looked. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. This is a big one. This is one that I've been procrastinating recording all day because it's just one of those topics that I think it's just sensitive. It brings up a lot of emotions and I have kind of been avoiding, avoiding talking about this for a long time. I'm a lot better now that we're going to get into so much today, but I'm feeling a lot better about my body than I have ever. And I think that that's why I've just 
been feeling like I need to record this episode. And it's just one that I, it's almost like everything that I wish I could tell myself like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. So yeah, I mean, we're going to get deep today. We're going to talk about a ton of stuff. I think this subject specifically is one that's really touchy and just really one that I know stirs up a lot of emotions. So I just want to kind of forewarn you, like if you're, you have to be in like the right headspace to listen to this. And I think that it just depends on like where you are in your self love body image relationship with food journey. Um, And I know that there have been podcast episodes that I've listened to in the past that have been really helpful for me that kind of touched on these topics. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Tori, who Tori DeSimone, she hosts Manifest. She recorded something like this, I mean, probably years ago now. Um, If I can find it, I'll link in the show notes. But I think that episode was super helpful for me when I was really going through the thick of this stuff. And so... I know that talking about it can just be helpful and you guys know this, I give advice, but just remember this is my experience and what has worked for me. I just kind of want to like speak to my experiences and my stories and my struggles and with the hope that it helps you. So, so that's all kind of just to prep you for this episode. Um, To kind of set the scene for you guys, I'm currently sitting in our guest room and it's nice and quiet in here, and I have some self-tanner on. I put on like a two-hour express self-tanner because I have a holiday party that I need to go to tonight, and it is currently 5.45. The party starts at 7. I'm not ready in the slightest, and we're just going to kind of roll with it. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be fashionably late. They say that fashionably late is like 15 to 20 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes after the party starts, I think, but I'm going to be like extra fashionably late, you know? So I have myself tanner on and I literally just ran to Nordstrom Rack to find an outfit. I'm such a procrastinator and I'll admit it time and time again, I know that I have things going on. It's currently the the 18th and I don't even have my Christmas shopping finished. So that's just kind of how I roll. But yeah, I went to Nordstrom Rack. I got a super cute outfit. I'm really excited to wear it. This episode is almost timely because I was trying everything on in my closet and decided that I just had nothing that worked. But instead of beating myself up about my body or blaming my body because none of my clothes were really working well today, I was just like, you know what? Forget it. Like, let's just go buy a whole new outfit because sometimes you just have to go get a whole new outfit and it is what it is. So I tried, I really tried to rewear something that I already had, but it didn't work. So I got to go shopping and I got super cute black boots. They're like almost knee high. I got some brown tights and then a cute black dress and it's kind of long and there's like a slit down the middle. It's super cute. I'll post a picture maybe. Um, and I can rewear it for Christmas. Before we get too far into this episode, I do want to remind you guys to enter the holiday giveaway. If you love the show, listen to the show and want to show the show, show the show some love, um, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then you can screenshot that review, email it to hello at lilyraco.com and you will be entered into a chance to win either an espresso coffee machine or two tickets to Podcast Movement Evolutions in LA in March. So just let me know in that email which giveaway you want to be entered into and then I will put you in the right basket and then we'll pull names on the 12th of January and I'll let the winners know and that'll be that. So if you want to be entered in that giveaway, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review, email it to me.
So this episode, like I said, is one that I've been wanting to record for a while. One that I feel like is easily applied to almost anyone. And as women, we're honestly kind of like trained to not like our bodies. As a kid, you don't really care, right? Like I think back to probably up until probably like age like eight or nine. I never thought about the way my body looked because you don't really think about that as a kid. But then I think around middle school or kind of prior to middle school, little ideas are planted, little seeds are planted where you start to just kind of dislike everything about you. And it's slow. It's really slow. I mean, jeans, trying on jeans, okay, in general is a really bad situation. I've never met one person that's been like, yeah, I love going shopping for jeans. Okay. Jeans are the worst. And when you find a good pair of jeans, you got to buy them. But as a 12 year old, I can remember like sitting in the dressing room of old Navy crying because jeans didn't fit me. And that was kind of the age of like super skinny jeans. And I don't have super skinny legs. So like the skinny jeans were never a thing for me. And I just remember crying because all the other girls were wearing these skinny jeans and I just couldn't find a pair that worked. And so situations like that are like just ingrained in your head as a kid. And you're just kind of like slowly taught to like dislike yourself. Or I can remember sitting in the back of the bus in eighth grade and, or maybe I was in like sixth grade because there was an eighth grader who was telling me all about how much she hated her hair and how she hated how curly it was and how frizzy it was and she didn't know what to do with it and how she just really hated her hair and probably up until like this year I felt the same way I was like I literally hate my hair the only way that I like it is like this one specific way and I wish that I'd pin straight hair and I would like look at the girls headed into middle school with pin straight hair and I like I remember this one girl I know her name And I remember looking at her and being like, oh my gosh, she's got the straightest, longest, prettiest hair ever. I'm so jealous of her hair. And little situations like that just kind of built up over my lifetime to allow me to convince myself that I was given a bad body or to convince myself that I shouldn't like myself. And I really, really, really struggled forever for like literally as long as I can remember with my relationship with my body and there are a lot of things that I think factored into that but I truly up until recently can't remember a point in time where I wasn't obsessing over what I looked like whether that was in the form of the way that I dressed or mirror checking because I, you know, I couldn't walk past like a window or a mirror without making sure that I looked okay, that my clothes were adjusted correctly, that, you know, nothing was falling out, that nothing looked weird. But the biggest thing for me was always obsessing over food. This is the one that I kind of want to talk the most about today. And I think that the holidays are a good time to talk about this. I'm recording this on December 18th. I might post it Thursday. I might post it tomorrow. It just depends on like how this holiday party goes, honestly. I probably will be out kind of late, let's be honest. But I think that when when it comes to the holidays and when it comes to food, this is really when we have a cool opportunity to apply the 80-20 principle, not to be cliche, but when I was writing this episode, um, I kind of wrote down like my, you know, tips and tricks and things that I've done. But and then I obviously went to the Internet because I'm like, okay, what is like what do the studies say about this? What does the research say about all this? 
And of course, the first thing that popped up when I said how to manage a healthy relationship with food, or when I Googled that, um, said, follow the 80-20 principle. And I was like, well, of course. And I think now I do a good job of that. But it took so much time and so much unlearning. And we're going to get into all that in just a second. But I wanted to read the definition of the 80-20 principle definition when it comes to food. The 80-20 principle encourages us to eat healthy, nutritious foods 80% of the time and eat whatever else our body wants for the remaining 20%. Maintaining a balance rather than restricting ourselves from eating certain foods is the key to eating healthy, especially during the holidays and will reduce binging. And it's like, yeah, duh. Like it just seems so obvious. But I think until you completely accept yourself as you are, it's really hard to unlearn all these things that we've been taught about food and dieting and workout culture and all that stuff. And so I've I've never talked about a lot of this on the podcast because I struggled with it for so long. And obviously this podcast is called 8020. And if you have ever heard me talk about the name, um, I was talking to a fitness instructor and she said, you know, it really is, you know, 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. And I always kind of like remember that. And But now I, I really, really, really firmly believe that I'm living an 80 to 20 lifestyle and being okay with sometimes the fact that that's literally flipped and it's okay. I almost feel like now I'm like qualified to talk about this to some degree because I, Yes, have a certification in nutrition. Yes, study communications in college. But degrees and, and letters aside, I think that I have come out strong on the other side of something that was so dark and horrible. And I, I really want to paint this picture for you guys because for people who haven't struggled with a poor, poor relationship with their body and for people who haven't struggled with a binge eating issue, it's hard to explain. But restricting yourself, restricting foods that you genuinely love because you feel like they're going to make you look a certain way, that's a really like twisted thing to have to deal with. And that was me for a very, very, very long time. And I had a lot of stomach problems. We'll kind of do a little backstory. I had a lot of stomach problems and I had really bad acne. And so me restricting myself kind of started as okay well I need to get rid of my acne and I need to get rid of my stomach issues and I think I can lose weight also doing this and so I stopped eating dairy that was the first thing to go I stopped this is like the end of high school start of college I stopped eating dairy that was the first thing to go and then I stopped eating gluten that was the next thing to go and then I stopped eating red meat that was the third thing to go and then I stopped eating any meat at all. So now I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, and I don't eat meat. And then for a little bit, I stopped eating seafood. So I was vegan for a little bit. And by the time you're vegan and dairy-free and gluten-free, there isn't really much else that you can eat that's like exciting. And if you're vegan and gluten-free and dairy-free and all that stuff, so be it. But for me, I kind of just like okayed this lifestyle because I was like, oh, well, I've got all these issues and I need to get better. And also like I can probably lose weight because I just am not eating. 
And so I was obsessed with food for years, probably like four or five years. And the feeling is really strange. If you've ever dealt with this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, it's always on your mind. And I don't know if it's a search for control or a stress response. I know it stemmed from the way that I viewed myself physically because I felt like I always had things that I needed to change about my body and I was always so obsessed with the way that I looked and constantly worrying about and having to control what your next meal is going to be is exhausting. Okay, it's exhausting. And I would pack up my food to go to a friend's house and I would stress out and make sure that the restaurant had something that I could eat and I would you know jump through all these hoops or make other people jump through hoops for me just so I could eat something and or not eat something and I've always had this thought in my mind of like you need to lose weight or you're never going to be good enough and so because I had this assumption about myself that I had to lose weight because I was never going to be good enough if I didn't lose the weight. Every waking moment was spent thinking about food. Do you know how exhausting that is? It's really, really, really freaking exhausting. And it's really sad to be quite honest. It's really, really sad. And so if you are currently in a space where you are waking up and maybe you're meal prepping or maybe you're, it got to a point for me like last year when I would, I wouldn't, I didn't even have time to meal prep for work so I would literally just not eat or I would eat like a bar and some nuts or like carrots and hummus or something and be so like shaky and fatigued all day and just drink black coffee instead or like suppress my appetite and just like drink water take a big gulp of air and like it just sounds so stupid but I wouldn't eat because I didn't have like the quote unquote right food and just like completely restrict myself and then just go crazy and binge when I got home. It really got to a tipping point last year around this time when I was so stressed out with so many things in my life and I had convinced myself that there were so many things I needed to change and food was the enemy and I had to control it. And so that kind of cycle of restricting myself and then binging became almost like a daily habit and that was just it was so sad so 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 sad and I on top of that I really was stressed out about my workouts and you know if I didn't get to the gym then I was a failure and I I spent so much time wasted So many opportunities where I could have been spending time with friends or saying yes to activities that I could have gone to do, but I wanted to skip them because I didn't know what the food stitch was going to be like. So it just, it's, it's really exhausting. And if, if any of that sounds like you, I know how you feel and I love you. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I promise. Today's episode is definitely a vulnerable one and we are talking all about body image and kind of the mental side of body image and appearance and having a healthy relationship with food and all the things. While I was writing this episode, I wanted to really include a lot of things that made such a positive difference during such a kind of dark, dark and sad time for me. 
And one habit that was truly so beneficial in so many ways was drinking AG1 every single day. I truly love AG1 and that's why they've been a podcast sponsor for such a long time. And I originally started drinking AG1 because I wanted a multivitamin that was simple. I'm all about simplicity. I'm all about efficiency. But then I realized that this was one of the healthiest habits that I could do for my body in less than a minute. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I knew that I was doing something good for my body. During a time where I was really struggling with body image, AG1 was such a staple in my routine and such a foundation. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I knew that while I was taking it, I was getting all kinds of amazing ingredients like prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium and vitamin B for energy, adaptogens to balance my body's stress levels, vitamin C and zinc to help support my immune system. And drinking AG1 truly became a foundation of my morning routine. It was a ritual that I could look forward to. And I knew that I was doing something good for my body. Even if the relationship that I had with my body wasn't at its best, I knew that at least I was doing one thing every day that meant I was taking care of it. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs. And that's why they've been a partner on this podcast for so long. If you want to take ownership over your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com. Get everything you need for your holiday meal at Whole Foods Market. Right now, you'll find Animal Well fair certified rib roast on sale. It's a deliciously crowd-pleasing centerpiece. Plus, save on spiral sliced ham, bone-in lamb, and seasonal produce like sweet potatoes and honey crisp apples. For ready-to-eat sides, head to the prepared food section. Done. And remember that Whole Foods Market caters. Order gourmet catering at shop.wfm.com. Bring the holiday magic with Whole Foods Market. Um, slash 8020. That's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. So how did I get myself out of this? That's probably the big question. How am I now on the other side looking back at all this being like, damn, that was really bad. First and foremost, I've said this a gazillion times on the podcast, but you weren't meant to do life alone. And I think that that's why one of the best places to start is by asking for help. And this could be as mild as just admitting to a friend that, hey, I have, I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do and can you just listen? Or maybe you go get professional help and there's nothing wrong with that either. And for me, I think some of the best healing began when I started talking to my friends, specifically my female friends, about how I felt and about what I was doing when I got home from work and about just the stress and anxiety that even thinking about food caused me. And once I started sharing that with my friends, and it's, it's, it started small, it was like two friends. Once I started sharing this, there were two reactions. The first one was, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that that's how you feel. And they helped 
to call out lies that I was telling myself because all those things are lies. I'm not enough until I lose weight. That's such a lie, such a lie. And that's probably a big lie that you're telling yourself. If you listen this far, you probably believe that lie. And I'm here to tell you that that lie is a lie. That's all it is, is it's a lie. And it's a lie that the enemy tells you because that will bring you down and that will keep you in the darkness. But darkness can't win if you shed light on it. Darkness can't win when you shed light on it. And that's why I need to tell a friend. And let the healing begin. I truly, truly believe that healing begins when you confess what's happening, when you bring your thoughts to the table, when you bring your pain to the table and just lay it all out there. Healing can begin. And so I told a friend and the first reaction, like I said, was, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. The second reaction was, you know what? I've gone through something similar. Or you know what? I have a sister that went through something similar. Or you know what? I think I know a unique way to help you. And it's so cool to watch people come together in issues this deep and in issues this vulnerable because the truth is we're really not all that different from each other. The stuff that you go through, there's probably at least a million other girls going through the exact same thing. So for you to think that you're alone in these feelings is so crazy. So, so, so crazy because you are definitely not alone and there are so many other women that feel this way and so many other women that struggle with this thing and you are not alone. In the same realm of confessing to a friend, I'm not really sure exactly like what my timeline was, but when I left my job back in March, I really, I really dedicated a lot of time into bettering myself and really just taking care of these issues. And I knew that it was time to address these issues. I think for such a long time, it was swept under the rug and I was really, really, really low you guys like I I'm breezing over some stuff for sure like I'm treading pretty lightly and when y'all read my chapter in deserts to mountaintops like a lot of stuff's gonna start to make sense but like that's not even really the half of it like if we're being honest it's not even really the half of it and so it's a small chunk of things that I have gone through but it's not it's not everything and I'll write a book one day um you know, probably like 20, 30 years down the road. I don't know. We'll see. But, but I was just really in a bad place. And for the first time in such a long time, I opened my Bible and I had this thought probably like, probably like in the spring of like 2022. And I was journaling about like, why can't I lose weight? And I was really far from God. And I just remember this feeling of like, almost like God telling me, okay, Lily, like when you trust me, when you create a relationship with me, you'll lose the weight. And I I just remember kind of brushing that off and being like, oh, that's just kind of, that's weird. Like I feel weird. And it took me a really long, I mean, it took me like a year and a half to trusting Jesus and trusting that this issue, whatever issue I have going on, isn't going to be solved in a worldly way. It can only really be solved through him. And I had never, I kind of written that idea off for a really long time. And um, I I don't know why. I don't really have an answer. I just wasn't really interested in religion. I wasn't interested in church. I wasn't really interested in, in obeying God, like plain and simple. That just wasn't something that I was interested in. And, but I always kept in the back of my mind, this idea of like, you know, 
when I come to know Jesus, then I'll lose the weight. Like that's like the feeling that I had and like what I felt like I was being told. Come to realize the weight, quote, I'm using quotations, the weight wasn't really the weight like of my body. It was the weight of the pressure, the weight that I had been carrying that I had to look a certain way, the weight of the idea that I wasn't enough because of the way that I looked. After sharing with some friends of what I was feeling, I had some just really cool God moments where I had, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry, where I had the opportunity to just kind of like slowly grow closer and it just, things just lined up so good and I just was like, dang, like I just really need to dive back in my Bible and I did and guys, it changed so much for me that I really nothing, none of this would be possible without Jesus, like plain and simple, like none of this would be possible without him. And when I first really started to dive back into the word, I had written down some scriptures that, I mean, I literally just Googled like body image Bible verse. There was one in Matthew chapter six, verse 31. Let me make sure that I'm saying the right thing, guys. Matthew chapter six, verse 25 Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air and how they do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This was good. This is my favorite. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And that right there was the verse that just completely changed everything for me completely changed everything. I mean, it literally says right here, do not worry about what you will eat or drink or about your body. And when I saw that, I was like, you're joking. And then the more that I dive into into the word, the more I see like, obviously this is a very old text, but everything, everything, like he thought of everything for every, every lifetime and every time period. And it's all in there. And, you know, knowing that I get to take care of my body and what I was doing before wasn't taking care of my body, I've got a cool opportunity in front of me. So understanding that life is more than just me on this floating rock, I think was a a big, it was a humbling experience and one that I wouldn't change. Like, like my, my body image stuff is part of my testimony. It absolutely is. And I don't think that I would be happy. I don't think that I would have friends right now. I don't think that I would be, I don't, I don't even know if I'd still have this podcast, to be honest, if if I didn't get out of such a dark place, if it wasn't through him. So um, that's probably the biggest thing that helps me out. But I'm going to share some additional little points that I think were really, really helpful for me as well. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The second thing that really helped me was to block out the noise. 
And if you guys listened to me like two, three years ago, I was like your stereotypical like wellness girly. Like I was doing like low tox products and like following all the the recipes. I even I put out a cookbook in uh, 2021, and so and like that cookbook is still great. Nothing is wrong with the cookbook. They're really good recipes. Like everything in there, super good. And I still do love to cook, but I was known for nutrition and known for food and I felt like I had to look a certain way and a lot of that just stemmed from my insecurities but unfollow unfollow the food accounts block out the noise um, stop listening to everyone else and what worked for them and I know that that's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black here but like it's one thing to listen to me because it feels like you're listening to a friend and like yeah this is what worked for me so I guess you know take this take everything I say with a grain of salt like let's be honest but like if you're listening to a podcast and you're like, well, I woke up at four in the morning every day and I drank cow liver and I rubbed dirt on my face and I, I don't know, what's another crazy thing that people do? And I take ice baths at two in the morning and I do this and I do that, like whatever. We've all listened to these podcasts. We've all seen these YouTube videos. We all see the what I eat in a day is and like, it's one thing to take recommendations from someone online that you trust. It's one thing to hear someone's perspective about something, but you know, I was so obsessed with the idea of losing weight that like every reel that I would scroll past was like how I lost 50 pounds, how I did this, how I did that. I just could not get away from it. And so at that point, I just decided to unfollow every single wellness account that I had followed because I was like, I am being infiltrated by this idea. That's all I see. It's all I'm being served. So then this is the next big thing that I had to do. Okay. This is where the unlearning comes in, comes into play. And honestly, I think working at a restaurant was so helpful. And I don't know about you guys, or if you've worked in a restaurant or, you know, and I don't know anyone who I could talk to about this, who would, who would agree. So if this has worked for you, let me know. I started working at a restaurant in April and I honestly was worried. I thought I was kind of starting to to kind of come out of, of these old habits. And I was honestly kind of worried. I was thinking like, okay, you know, I'm working at a restaurant. I'm going to be around food all the time. I don't know how this is going to go. And honestly, it was one of the best things I could have done for myself because you're around food all the time. And I mean, it's obviously not for you. Like you're not going to like go back there and just take someone's like dinner, but it was just helpful in such a weird way because maybe it was just the restaurant industry in general where people don't really care about anything and like in the best way, in the best way, like nothing's really off limits. Like it's just kind of like, you know, go with the flow. Like everything's happening so fast. You don't really have time to like stop and think and stress and gossip. Like you literally just serve people and like make sure that everyone's happy and that everyone gets their food. And I think maybe the big thing for me was knowing that like there was always an abundance of food, like no one was going to go hungry and I wasn't going to be hungry either because if I wanted something, I could just have it, you know? And so that kind of segue me into a cycle of really just if I wanted something I could have it and so it really started slowly and it just kind of started 
by saying yes more when friends asked, you know, hey, do you want to go get a bagel for breakfast? I'm like, you know what? Actually, I do want a bagel and like it's not going to kill me. Or, you know, hey, Lily, like we're going to go get ice cream. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could do a kitty cup. Like, not, you know, that's not going to be the end of the world. And slowly starting to like reintroduce things that I had stopped having for so long because I thought that they were going to make me look a certain way. So there were a lot of a lot of moving parts so I can't exactly pinpoint where the change happened but I know kind of just seeking more of an abundance mindset of like I'm not I'm not gonna not be able to eat um, because there's nothing that's off limits and so really just throwing out all the rules that I had had for myself before I think was the most helpful thing for me and then by default you just kind of like you want to eat well because it makes you feel good but then you also don't have to deprive yourself of everything that you love and so if I wanted to go get ice cream during the summer with my friends I could if I wanted to go you know have brunch with my friends I could if friends are like grilling steaks I didn't have to be like oh well actually I can't have that so I'm just gonna sit here and eat spinach like I could eat a steak like it was okay I also think too like if you are craving something pinpoint that craving and then don't like try to satisfy the craving with something else like I mean there's a big difference between having like a craving for something and then having a lack of self-control but I think when you allow yourself say I'm craving a chocolate chip cookie okay rather than sitting there contemplating for 20 minutes over if I should have the chocolate chip cookie or not I'm just gonna go out and have the chocolate chip cookie and then just have one and like be happy about it rather than sitting there for 20 minutes having it and then being like well I blew my entire diet so I'm just gonna eat the whole box you know I also think you gotta cook meals that you want not what you think you should eat because there are so many healthy meals out there and you don't have to I mean you know you shouldn't eat pizza for every meal but you also shouldn't eat like chicken and rice for every meal so you gotta have a good balance there's a really good cookbook called the defined dish and I really, really like her stuff. Everything in there is like relatively healthy and it's really, really good. Um, but also I think when you cook a good meal and when you cook a good meal with people, that's a big, a big game changer. And um, I think for me, when you guys read my chapter in Deserts to Mountaintops, which is coming out in like almost a month, which is crazy. Um, there's a lot in there about the power of friendships and how... I don't think anyone should ever eat alone and you definitely shouldn't eat like scrolling your phone. I think you should be mindful and intentional when you eat, but food is always better with friends. And so maybe knock on your neighbor's door, maybe have, you know, a scheduled standing, you know, dinner night with a couple of your friends or host a dinner party or find a fun way to eat because when you're eating alone at your cubicle or when you are scrolling your phone while you eat or when you're just kind of shoveling stuff because it just makes sense to just shovel it like that that has always just contributed to more harm than good for me personally and so being really really intentional and mindful when you're eating and enjoying it like chewing your food enjoying every bite and like there's no need to rush like what's the point you know I I got into such this cycle of like all right let me shovel this food really quick so I can just get back to work and then I'll just be fine and then I'll just go home and I'll just eat whatever I want and that was never good or I'll just not eat during the day because I just don't have time I'm just so stressed out like I just I literally can't and then I'll just eat everything when I get home 
that's really not good either. So kind of in that same idea of like having friends over and then kind of in that same idea of telling your friends what's wrong, when you build a support system, when you have people that deeply know the issues in your life and can help you, you got to find a little network, a little board of directors, a little, you know, pep squad, call it what you want. You got to find a circle of support, whether it is family members or close friends or maybe a significant other, but know that each of those people can serve you differently. You can't rely on someone else to heal you. You can't rely on someone else to save you. Truly, there's no one on earth that can do that for us. That's God's job. And so I think that when you're choosing people and when you're sharing with people what's going on in your life, choose wisely and make sure that they're able to support you, but make sure that you're also committed to healing yourself and not putting that, I don't want to call it a burden because it's not, you you know, I feel like if you've got good people in your life, you're never going to bother them. But, and that's also something that I learned um, in the past year is like, it's okay to ask for help. I was never the type of person to ask for help. You, you got to have people in your life that can call you higher and challenge you and just encourage you to continue down a path of healing. And for the most part, if you are struggling with binge eating, if you're struggling with any sort of body image issues, it goes a lot deeper. And there's something you got to get down to the root of the problem. So whether it's anxiety, whether it's stress, whether it is something that's traumatic that's happened to you, whether it's continued lies that you're telling yourself, whether it is a reaction to a certain situation that you've been put in, ultimately it's just, it's a symptom. It's a symptom of whatever's happening around you. And I think if you pinpoint what that thing is and remove yourself from it and place yourself into a better environment, I think it's really going to be helpful. And so I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, I don't know if maybe it's toxic friends or maybe you have a roommate who encourages these body image issues or maybe you're surrounded with people who are constantly judgmental. Maybe you have a parent that speaks lies into your life. I don't know what what your situation is, but I encourage you to pinpoint where the root cause is and kind of where this all started and try to find a way to, to change your environment and get out of that cycle because you deserve so much more and you are so worthy of freedom from the bad body image lifestyle. And it's not one that I, I want anyone to have to live in. And so I encourage you to pinpoint that true root cause and, um, and challenge it and change it if you can. At the end of my chapter in Deserts to Mountaintops, I made a connection that I think is one that's worth sharing and worth noting. So this is a little a little teeny tiny excerpt from my chapter in Deserts to Mountaintops, volume two. The most important lesson is this. My body is not who I am, but rather a vessel, one that I may use as a means to participate in this beautiful life, one that can embrace the simple pleasures and conquer the day without attaching to a fictional idea of how things should be or how I should look. Now I can admire the girl in the mirror and say with conviction, I am your friend too, and I'll love you no matter what, because that's how I love my friends. That last little paragraph was one of my favorites to write, but also one of the toughest because becoming friends with your body is really hard, especially when you've clocked so much time hating it. And so my biggest and best piece of advice for you is to remind you that this is the body that you get. Yes, I think you should prioritize being healthy, but there's no amount of adaptations that you can make that will make yourself feel better about you. 
Because what happens when you've hated your body for such a long time and then you finally get to like where you want to be, quote unquote, you're there physically, but are you there mentally? I don't know. So I think you really got to put in the work. You got to put in the work mentally to accept yourself as you are. And then I think naturally change will just like fall into place. And um, it's a lot easier to do anything out of love than it is to do something out of hate. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I know that it was a heavy one. If you guys want to talk more about this, if you want me to talk more about this, just shoot me a DM. I would love to chat with you guys. Um, Know that I love you. Know that you are so loved by so many people and you are not your body and you are enough. I love you so much. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you very soon.